0: Just go to Indeed.com slash wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: Kittle in Denver territory. Kittle is going to score. Touchdown. Oh, Close good. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to Striking Gold, your 49ers podcast on the Blue Wire Network. This week's episode is sponsored by Tick Pick as always, which should be your first choice to buy football tickets because they save fans money by never charging any service fees ever. TickPick is the exclusive ticketing partner for the Striking Gold podcast and the Blue Wire Network. My name's Rob Lauder. I cover the 49ers for all you fine folks out there and for uh for my friends at the B Dub and I am coming to you right after the conclusion of the 49ers Monday Night Football game because they won the goddamn game. All right. Now, normally a lot of times I uh on on these uh, the primetime games I usually will wait to uh, to do the pod until the next day just because I'm usually pretty tired, ready to get to bed and all that uh, all that weak stuff but I figure god damn it, the 49ers won a game. Not only won a game, but won a game against a good football team in the now 7 and 3 Los Angeles Rams. Not only did the 49ers beat them, but they beat the breaks off them 31 to 10. The 49ers are now 4 and 5. and you know what? I don't give a shit how hyper hyperbolic hyperbolic if that's even a word if it's not it needs to be it sounds great I don't even care how crazy I get right now you guys have been listening to this podcast you know that there has been really for the most part nothing positive to talk about and even the 49ers wins this year have come almost at a cost this was the most impressive thing we've seen from them all season and it takes us right back to those 2019 49ers which you heard me say it on this pod this is the way I thought this team was going to look this year. You had a seasoned Jimmy Garoppolo. I know he's unspectacular, but he's been in the offense a while. He's got a Trey Lance breathing down his neck. This is the Jimmy Garoppolo we'd see. And it, it was just this complete well-rounded attack on both sides of the ball. And I came away very, very impressed. And again, things have been so downtrodden lately on this podcast because of the way the 49ers have been playing. And that I, I'm, you know, I'm giving you a disclaimer now. I don't care that I'm a little more up than I should be. Like I said, y'all have been listening to this shit. You know what it's been like. Y'all have been going through it yourselves. You're 49ers fans. You know what it's been like to watch this team lately. But the 49ers did the damn thing. After getting worked over by Colt McCoy last week, it was good to see the 49ers come out here and look like a real football team with real hopes, aspirations, and skills to get the job done. So it was... It was a very, very refreshing game to watch from a football perspective, from a 49ers perspective. It was clean. It was clean. Um, I I mean, I, I wanted to jump on here so much. I Typically, I usually wait for all the press conferences to be done. Kyle Shanahan, Jimmy Garoppolo, Trent, I think Trent Williams was talking recently, uh, and whoever else they're going to have on there. I didn't even wait for that. I just wanted to jump on here and give you my reaction to the game. Because god damn it, the 49ers won one and it was impressive. So here I am. And hopefully I could keep this energy throughout the podcast. It'll be a short one uh, because I don't, you know, I don't got all the time before I gotta uh I gotta hit the rack. But at the same time, I just felt like it I had to give I had to be on here with y'all. I had to jump on. Um just to keep it simple, we'll start with the offense and then we'll get a quick word in from our friends over at uh Tick Pick. And then we'll talk about the defense, and then we'll get the hell out of here. And then we'll we'll be a little bit more in detail a little later on this week. But man, 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 just to kind of, let's start out with who I felt was the absolute MVP of the offense, which could go to a few people, which is always a good problem to have. But a tweet that I just fired off about none other than uh, the bully himself, Debo Samuel, um, after that game, Debo Samuel finished the game against the Rams with five catches on five targets for 97 yards and a touchdown. His touchdown coming on a super impressive fourth down play. We'll talk about more about that, that later. Hopefully I don't forget about it. Um, but the tweet I just fired off, Debo Samuel now has 979 yards receiving on the season, just shy, just 21 shy of the 1,000-yard mark with eight games remaining. So we're just a little over the halfway point and Debo has 979 receiving yards. That means he's on pace, and and paces never really hold up. They certainly could with the way Debo's playing, but the paces never really hold up. But that puts Debo on pace for like 1,700-ish yards. That's nuts. That's crazy. He's second in the league in yards receiving behind Cooper Cup, who has 1,141. That man is on a tear as well. But Debo Samuel has 31 less receptions than Cooper Cup, 31 less. That is uh that is pressive. Debo Samuel averages 18 yards per catch, people. 18 yards a catch. It's almost two first downs every time he touches the ball. That's crazy. And Debo Samuel had one of his trademark games. He had five carries for 36 yards and a touchdown. Uh that it, it 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 was a legitimate carry for Debo Samuel, who took the handoff from Jimmy Garoppolo like he was a running back which is just crazy to think about how versatile Debo Samuel is. Took the handoff from running back, bounced it out to the left, got himself a block from, from Brandon Ayuk. Kudos to Brandon Ayuk. Anytime a receiver's busting his ass out there on the perimeter, you know you're going to have a good run game going. Um, got the edge, got around him, got into the end zone. Really, really impressive play for Debo Samuel, uh, who just had one of those games. And he only had five catches, but every one of them was a big play. I mean, you've, if you have five, 97 receiving yards on five catches, each one of those was almost 20 yards. They were all big plays. They were all big plays. And Debo Samuel just seemed like he had one of those games, man. That man has and, – and and everything Debo Samuel has done this year, I thought Brandon Ayuk was going to do. Now, that's a whole other story. We know Brandon Ayuk was going through it, um, whether that was to his fault or, you know, fault of his own or not. Um, what we are seeing from Debo Samuel this year is what I thought we were going to see from Brandon Ayuk, but the fact is we're seeing it. You have a genuine wide receiver one in the 49ers building. That's Debo Samuel. Now he's in a contract year. I don't even want to get into that because that even takes a turn toward negative town. We're not even going there today. We're not even going there today. I'm not even going to talk about any of the mistakes the 49ers made in this game. It really wasn't that many. Maybe some false starts here and there, but we ain't even going that way. That's, that's, that's negative. We're not even going near it. We're taking this pod to another positivity level, all right? We don't even need to go that way. Y'all, like I said, we've been here. This season's been a rough one, um, especially when it comes to what we expected the 49ers to be. What we saw tonight at Levi Stadium against the Rams was what we expected the 49ers to look like this year, which is their first win at Levi Stadium 6 October of last season. That's a really, really bad stat for a team to have, but they got it done. They got it done. Now, right behind Debo Samuel in terms of the MVP chart was Jimmy Garoppolo, who had a nearly perfect game. Had a couple throws get away from him. A Couple th- like Jalen Ramsey was out there acting like he was he was holding it down. He had two breakups that were obvious. He might have had another. Let me see what they got him on. Let me see, let me see what they had him. Have been on here. Jalen Ramsey. Yeah, two pass breakups. Both of them were on balls thrown behind the receiver. Brandon Ayuk got open against Debo Sam or excuse me, against Jalen Ramsey. And the throw was behind him and he batted it down. And then a few plays later, you had a throw that was behind Juwan Jennings on a crossing route. And and Jalen Ramsey broke that one up too. Now kudos to him because you're you gotta be in position to even get to touch a ball. But he was acting like he was hot shit. And Brandon Ayuk created a good amount of separation on like a curl route towards the outside. And uh, it was just thrown behind him. And Jalen Ramsey got his hands on that. But Jimmy Garoppolo only threw. Sorry if that made a loud noise. I bumped my hand with the microphone. Jimmy Garoppolo only had four incompletions all night. He completed 15 of 19, which is almost 80%. Still had almost 200 yards, 182 yards, and two touchdowns for a nearly perfect, just a little shy of perfect, a 141.7 passer rating. Um, Dieter, Dieter, uh, who's Dieter right for again? I'm going to, I'm going to get this right, right on, right on the pod. He had a pretty hilarious little tweet a little bit ago. Uh, Dieter Kurtenbach of the San Jose Mercury News. I didn't want to mess that up. Shout out to Dieter. He tweeted out Jimmy Garoppolo's passing chart. Every single one of them are, none of them are further than 10 yards down the line of scrimmage. All of them right around five to 10 and all of them in the middle. He never threw outside the numbers all day. That is a game manager's game, but damn, did Jimmy Garoppolo manage the hell out of it, not to mention a icy throw, an icy throw in the fourth quarter on fourth and five. You know that Jimmy Garoppolo and Kyle Shanahan's relationship is still strong if they will call a pass on fourth and six or fourth and five um, to really put the game away for the 49ers and Debo Samuel scored on that play. So it was uh yeah, with trying to read this chart. The chart's kind of hard to read the way they do it. I don't know. It's it's hard to tell. And it, we know it was in the fourth quarter. Um, where the 49ers went for it on fourth and six, they were on the Rams side of the field, but that was really to ice the game. That was it. Now, at the time, it was all—I think it was uh, 24 to 10. It would have already been really tough for the Rams to come back, but at the same time, that was pure ice right there. Actually, it was third. It was 24 to seven at the point. At that point, the Rams later went for a field goal, down 31 to seven, uh, which math, I guess, but whatever. So, Jimmy Garoppolo, really, really, really solid game um had some really great throws under pressure uh every single one of his throws to Debo Samuel felt like it meant something had a pretty good throw a little late but a pretty good throw to George Kittle in the end zone who went up and got it yeah he connected with George Kittle five times for 50 yards and a touchdown so uh yeah uh Jimmy Garoppolo's two touchdowns came to Debo Samuel and George Kittle uh also found Ayuk three times for 26 yards Uh, Just an overall, just a good game. He needed to, in a game where the 49ers ran the ball 44 times, which is unreal, the Rams ran the ball 10 times, folks. The Rams ran the ball 10 times, the 49ers 44. In a game where you're running the ball that much, Jimmy Garoppolo was exactly what he needed to be. Um, Just took care of the ball, didn't turn it over, and that's the big key for the 49ers on offense. They didn't turn it over. They didn't turn it over, ever. Ever. Okay. That is a huge deal. That is how you win football games. Not a single person on the Rams defense had a forced fumble, fumble recovery, or an interception. So that means you're doing good things. Um, and then right behind, so you have Debo Samuel, you have Jimmy Garoppolo and right behind those three is Elijah Mitchell for carrying the damn rock 27 times, 27 of those 44, were to Elijah Mitchell, who still managed to squeak out 91 yards. Now, the cool thing about the fact that the 49ers ran the ball 44 times is you can tell that the Rams wanted to stop the run. That's all they wanted was to make sure that they could stop the run. So it put it on Jimmy Garoppolo's back. And I could say for the most part, they did a decent job stopping the run. The 49ers only averaged 3.5 yards a carry, but do the math, 3.5 yards of carry is a first down every four plays or three plays? Three plays. Every three plays. I mean, that is exactly what you have to get. That is the minimum you have to get in order to always convert on third down. So that leaves you with third and three over and over. So it was exactly what the 49ers' run game had to be. This is what we've always expected the 49ers are going to look like this year a team that pounded the ball and then took what they can get. Um, when they had it through the air and it was impressive jeff wilson got back on the field didn't exactly light it up got 10 carries for 28 yards uh, at 2.8 yards a carry Uh, didn't seem like he really had the opportunity to light it up either he had some pancakes he had some good big hits you could see that physicality which is a welcome addition back to the 49ers offense but he did what he could there wasn't a whole lot of opportunity there for any of the 49ers running backs uh i mean elijah mitchell only averaged 3.4 yards per carry so it wasn't like Mitchell was eating and Wilson wasn't. There was just it was very clear that the Rams' objective was to stop the 49ers' run game. While the 49ers were determined to run the damn ball, Kyle Shanahan challenged his team before the before the game this week uh, to be he he wanted to run the ball forty times. Not the greatest endorsement of Jimmy Garoppolo, but at the same time, we always know that is the 49ers offense. If you can run the ball effectively, then everything else opens up. Okay, The defense starts to push up to stop the run, play actions more effective, and that's when you get a guy that's like Jimmy Garoppolo, a middle-of-the-road quarterback, uh, can really be effective in an offense where he isn't the reason they have to win. Super, super impressive impressive performance all around by the 49ers defense uh let me see as far as third down goes i know they were really good on third down i know they were really good on third down let me find it um am i on the wrong one I maybe here they are here we go third down the 49ers were eight of 14 on third down that is unreal and then probably your most glaring stat of the entire game The 49ers had the football for 39, just shy of 40 minutes of a 60-minute football game. They had the ball. Two-thirds of the game. That's nuts. Three-fourths, however you want to call it. That's nuts. They had double the time of the possession as the Rams uh, had, had very similar yardage, 278 to 335. Not a huge discrepancy there. You know, average game, 5.1 to 5.2. Very, very similar. They had over 100 more rushing yards and 50 less passing yards. They even had more penalties, nine penalties. The 49ers did not do great when it came to false starts, but it is what it is. Like I said, we're not being negative. But in third down, the money down. The Rams were 3 of 10. The 49ers were 8 of 14. That's huge. That is huge. Doing that on third down, taking care of the football, and forcing the Rams off the field is just – I mean, that's textbook to win a football game, period. But that's just always how they've beaten the Rams. That's always how they've beaten the Rams, and that is impressive. I don't want to leave anything out on the offensive side of the ball. Just making sure I check this out. Again, Debo Samuel, just unbelievable, unbelievable talent. I don't know if the 49ers are going to have the money to pay him – But I also don't know if they want to let that man walk out the door the way he's playing. It's tough. It's tough. But, hey, like I said, we're being positive. All right, let's get a quick word in from our sponsors over at TickPick, and then we will jump back in here, and we'll get some positivity going for the other side of the football, and we'll get the hell out of here. 49ers football is finally back. And, you know, I will amend that to say that winning football – is finally back for the 49ers. There's no need to exhaust yourself searching all over the internet to find 49ers tickets anymore. TickPick, that's T-I-C-K-P-I-C-K, is the original no-fee ticket site and the only one you'll ever need as your go-to for all NFL tickets. TickPick got rid of all those awful service fees that the other ticket sites charge, which lets them guarantee the best prices on all of your NFL tickets. If you don't believe it, if you can find a better price for the same seats on another ticket site, TickPick will give you 110% of the difference in purchase price. The 49ers just won their first game at Levi Stadium since October of last year. In two weeks, they'll be back to face the Minnesota Vikings, another very winnable football game. Be there. Get on TickPick.com. Get yourself some 49ers tickets and get yourself a little bit of discount because if you get on TickPick.com, and you use the promo code GOLD, as in striking gold, use the promo code GOLD, and you're going to save $10 on your order. Get on it. Do it. Be a part of that that action, because if the 49ers are going to start winning games at Levi Stadium, y'all need to be there. They still have three more home games to close out the season. They got the Vikings on uh, November 28th. They got the Falcons on December 19th. And they got the Texans on the 1st of January. So get in there. They're, your your opportunity is kind of getting, getting a little squeezed. Like I said, three more home games. Make sure you are getting into uh, to Levi's Stadium. Again, that's tickpick.com slash gold. Get on there. All right.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA member FDSC.
1: The frickin' defense, man. The frickin' defense. It was a really weird kind of performance. Anybody, if you watched that game, you would know that it didn't necessarily feel like the defense was locking it down, stifling, but anytime you can hold the Rams to 10 points, then you are doing your damn job. And in addition to that, like I said, when they are three of 10 on third down, you are doing your damn job. And at least two of those were just kind of blatant drops from the Rams on third down. But you take what you can get as a defense. That's always the way, way it goes. Just playing on the defensive side of the ball is tough. And leading the way for the 49ers defense has to be Jimmy Ward, the 49ers free safety, who came back this week after missing a, a few games um with an injury and he comes back and then he just instantly from the from the Rams very first drive start make starts making his impact on the game. And we've always kind of wondered, we knew Jimmy Ward was a great safety, one of the better free safeties in the league, but he just didn't create a lot of turnovers. And, and, and that's kind of a, f- a problem, you know, the entire defensive defensive unit has a problem creating turnovers. But Jimmy Ward, folks, on the very first drive, and so much was made about Odell Beckham Jr. coming over to the Rams. And he may still, and he likely will, have a pretty big impact on that offense. But he certainly didn't have the greatest impact on this game. He Matthew Stafford decided him decided to throw him up a prayer deep down the field and Odell just kind of like stopped running um he would have had to run into double coverage you know he was already covered he would have had to run into Jimmy Ward but at least go and go up and try and get the thing and, and play some defense if you need to to keep them from interception but instead Odell just straight up stopped and Matthew Stafford chucked the ball downfield and it just went right into the hands of Jimmy Ward so that was an easy one. But his second interception was not easy at all. He was in coverage. They actually threw it. I don't believe they threw it to his man. They threw it to the man who was who was net right next to him. They threw it to Tyler Higby, but he dropped it. And he, you know, he tipped it. And it it was more of a drop/slash tip, but it it went right to Jimmy Ward. And he this is the position in which Jimmy Ward caught this interception. Sorry, I run out of breath there. Just the position in which he caught it was impressive. He was kind of like down, almost falling down, running really low, scooped up the ball before it could hit the ground, and then immediately tore up the field. Uh, this was on the on the Ram side of the field when they when they when he picked it went tearing up the field, broke one tackle, and took it into the end zone for six. Um, reminded reminded me a lot of that pick six against uh, was it Jay Cutler? I don't think it was, was it Jay Cutler, or was it Matt Schaub? I can't remember. He did want He he had one against Matt Schaub too. I think. I think it was Jay Cutler though, where he just picked it down that on that left side of the defense and took it in for six. This one was a little more difficult than that, but super super impressive. And Jimmy Ward is is like a fan favorite. He's a favorite of the coaching staff. He's one of the very very few players um, that was on this team pre Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch. And just to see him go out there and get those make those plays is just awesome. He's just such a good down-to-earth dude. Um, It was great to see him make those plays. So definitely the MVP of the defensive effort had to be Jimmy Ward. He got himself a few post-game interviews afterwards. You had Arden Key and Nick Bosa rounding off the 49ers, who were only able to get two sacks. You know, And and that did seem to kind of leave the secondary hanging out to dry quite a bit. Um, they didn't seem like they were getting too much pressure on Matthew Stafford, but they did it in some key moments they did it in some key moments and on Nick bosa's sack, he was held too, which is even more impressive up there with somebody who's really making his mark on this defense is aziz al shair who's you know obviously kind of got his bigger opportunity when Dre, uh Dre Greenlaw went down, who should be returning to practice here. Probably, maybe next week. It depends on, on how his injury's going. But with the play of Al Shire, I don't think the 49ers feel like they need to rush him back at all. He's just been great. He had some really, really impressive plays, some really, really impressive hits, some, some, me- some mental, some winning with your mind plays, where you can tell he sniffed out the play, the screen, and was there to immediately uh shut it down. Just a really, really good play. Uh, performance from him. Always flashing, always near the ball. He had two tackles for loss and eight total tackles. Really good game for him. A much better game for Fred Warner. Uh, and, And I mentioned this. This was an interesting week for Fred Warner because you even had like John Lynch on the radio talking about how Fred Warner was not having a great season. Not what he expected, not what the coaches have expected, not what the 49ers have expected. And he looked really, really solid today against the Rams he almost got him he had a pass breakup which almost was an interception Uh, he tied with Shire to lead the team with eight tackles and just looked like a much much stronger game to him had some impact plays where he fought through a block to make the tackle and again like it was like six or seven weeks ago when I said hey just keep it I don't know if you guys caught that but I didn't want to make a big thing of it then I just said hey keep your eyes out on Fred Warner because he just seems like he's not all there. And I don't mean that mentally. I just mean like he's not playing like himself and he's said as much. The team has said as much, um, probably in a way that you really don't want to do. I'm not sure how much players appreciate their GM going on radio and kind of calling you out, but some, maybe some players do appreciate that, you know, And and they, and you know, it's just being real. I don't know how all players react to that, but Fred Warner has been having a rough season, but he looked good today. Look good today. The 49ers got their hands on the football a lot. Fred Warner had a pass breakup that was almost an interception. Emmanuel Mosley had two pass breakups that were almost interceptions. Uh, Talanoa Hufanga had one pass breakup where he just came up and smacked the receiver right as he was catching the ball. Jimmy Ward's two interceptions technically count as pass breakups. And even Nick Bosa got his hands on one. Uh, There was a hilarious play deep down the right sideline. Emmanuel Mosley was in good position in coverage. Um, In phase, the ball was slightly overthrown. Emmanuel Mosley turned, went up, ball hit his hands. He was going to catch that thing. And then here comes Talanoa Hufonga. Boom. Uh, I mean, doing what he's supposed to do and help make a play. But Emmanuel Mosley had pretty much already caught the ball, and Ufonga just comes running in and runs right into Emmanuel Mosley, knocks the ball out of his hands. That's going to be a fun one for them in the fill room. But obviously you want to have those turnovers, but at the same time you can't complain. It's it's tough to complain about a defense getting their hands on the football consistently, consistently for a secondary that's, you know, been struggling for that's taken its lumps, taken its injuries, had its struggles throughout the season. It was really, really good to see them get their hands on the football and and make some plays. You know, and that's really what it came down to with this defense is they didn't give – they had a couple. They allowed a couple big plays. They allowed a couple big plays, but they really felt stingy against this Rams offense, which they've made a habit of. And it was impressive. Trying to see if – trying to make sure I haven't left everybody out. Another great play. Uh, I believe it was to close out the first half. The 49ers defense held up against the Rams on their own side of the field. The Rams decided to go to kick it. And they ended up faking it. And I don't know how this schematically happens, but DJ Jones, your one slash three technique in the middle of the defensive line, somehow, I don't know where he plays on kickoff coverage, but somehow was the first person to catch the receiver who ran the route. And right as the receiver catches the ball, DJ Jones, your defensive lineman who was moving so well and so quick for a guy his size, just obliterates the receiver. And that was such a huge momentum swing at the end of the half is to go into the half. Um, you know, with a significant lead, and to just stomp out that much hope right before everybody heads in the locker room to end that kick attempt. I mean, that's all, momentum is such a real thing in football games, and it seemed like the 49ers were consistently doing the little things, whether it's on offense or defense, to keep that momentum to themselves. I mean, time of possession, that helps, but the 49ers defense just did a good job. I mean, it's the cliche we all hear, but they bent a lot but never broke and they did a good job of continuing to to pursue the Rams, to fly to the ball, to make them pay for every yard they gained. You can see that. The Rams consistently would gain like 5. They gained on average they gained 5 yards of play, but every time they gained one of those 5 yards, they got smacked. The 49ers were physical. They looked like they were there to play. The only kind of knock on the defense was they just didn't have a whole lot of pass rush. Matthew Stafford looked awfully comfortable back there. And, you know, with with Nick Bosa on your squad, you've got Eric Armstead in there. You've got Samson Ebukom, who they paid quite a bit of money to. Uh, you should be able to, get, off to the, get after the quarterback a little bit more than that. But, again, we are not going to be negative. That was already too negative. I went against my own word. Um, it was pretty impressive. Robbie Gould, hey, shout-out to Robbie Gould still. Uh, He was good from 50 yards. You know, that gave the 49ers a 24-point lead. Uh, And it just looked like, you know, it's just one of the – got to give a shout-out to the kicker. A shout-out to the kicker for making it from 50. Okay, that's good stuff. It's good stuff. Let me scroll through here. I just want to make sure I'm not exactly – I'm not leaving anything out. I'm not leaving anything out. Um, Yep, Garoppolo was good. Jimmy Ward big time. The offense just was, you know, was so well-rounded, so well-rounded. You had two scores, uh, actually just one score on the ground, and then you had two through the air, and and that was enough to do it. That's that's enough to do it. It's just a really, really well-rounded effort that you want to see the 49ers continue to execute. Like, this win is great. It's phenomenal. But it's going to mean so much less if they can't keep playing like this. Now, here's the positivity that I'm going to leave you with. Okay. Told you it'd be a little bit shorter episode, but I'm going to leave you with some positivity here. Here is the 49 Here's the rest of the 49ers season. Next week, they're playing against the Jackson at Jacksonville Jaguars. Obviously, that's a that's a long trip, but it's the at Jacksonville Jaguars. I need to know. Hold on. Let me let me see this. I want to see if there is a schedule that will give me the records of the teams as I list them. And I don't think there is. That one doesn't. I want to know the records of all the teams as I as I roll through this. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. That's telling me the 49ers win to loss ratio. Man, nobody really has that. Nobody really has that. I wanted to give you guys the 40 the the win to loss ratios of the teams the 49ers were playing. Okay, but you'll you'll get the point no matter what. Okay, next week, Jacksonville Jaguars. Then you have a home game against the Minnesota Vikings. Then you have an away game against the Seattle Seahawks. And if you watched Russell Wilson in his return, do I expect him to be to, to get warmed up? I do. But if you watched last uh, yesterday's game, uh, they did not look good. They did not look good whatsoever. Uh, they got shut out by the Packers. So let me just start over since I'm interrupting my damn self you got at Jacksonville Jaguars, a home game against the Minnesota Vikings at the Seattle Seahawks, uh, at Cincinnati Bengals, a home game against the Atlanta Falcons, who just got destroyed by the Cowboys, at Tennessee Titans. It's a good game right there. Hopefully it is. Home game against the Texans, and then at Los Angeles Rams. The 49ers don't have to go undefeated for the rest of the season. But those are some very, very winnable games for a squad that played how they did tonight against the Rams. Do I expect the 49ers to win them all? No, I don't. But the 49ers have some very winnable games in there, and they can turn this season around. They can turn this season around. Right now, they're four and five. But, I mean, so you got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. We got eight games left. Let's just say they win five of them. That makes them nine and eight, which is not great. But it, if you look at the division rankings and where all the teams stand right now, that might be enough to get them in the playoffs. The expanded playoffs. Let's say they drop two of them. Now you're ten and seven. The forty nine ers can turn this season around. It's not a crazy. It's not a crazy reality. But it's gonna involve them playing good football like they played tonight against the Rams. Can't shit the bed. They can't underperform against a bad team. They have to close this thing out like a lot closer to the 2019 than the, the 2019 team than the 2021 team we've seen so far. But if they can duplicate that effort against the Rams and look like that against these teams, they'll win the majority of these games. And I think I I don't know the math. I'm not a a whiz like that. But I think they'll give themselves a great shot to get into the show, the playoff, and then you never know what's going to happen. Oh, by the way, that's the fifth time in a row they've beaten the Rams. That's crazy. That is crazy. Going all the way back to 2017... The 49ers are one, two, three, four, five, six. Six and three against the Rams. That's crazy. It's pretty good. And the Rams have been good that entire time, too. All right. Hey, again, next week, Jaguars, Vikings, Seahawks, Bengals, Falcons, Titans, Texans, and then finishing off the season with co- what could be a huge matchup at Rams hey it's the possibility is there. I know we don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves um, but the 49ers look damn good against the Rams tonight and if they can somehow use that as a springboard to play like that for the rest of the season, they can make the playoffs. they can make the playoffs but they got to do they, they got to do it they got to execute Coach talk. hey I appreciate y'all. I appreciate you guys. thank you for listening to Strike and Gold. Thank you for making this pod as it is. Um, I may start sniffing around for a co-host pretty soon. We'll see. But I got to say, I do enjoy talking to you guys by myself and just rolling through it. But I think that most of you would probably appreciate uh, another hyped up co-host on here. So I'll start sniffing around a little bit. Um, but no matter what, you know you're going to hear from us uh, at least two times every week. And, uh, and I appreciate it. You didn't actually hear from us two times last week. We only got the one in because, and I know you won't... F- fault me for this. I decided to enjoy, enjoy my veterans day. If you didn't know, I did about seven years in the army, uh, three and a half of which were active duty. And this veterans day rolled around. I got a four day weekend, um, from work and I just, just decided to enjoy my weekend. And that was, I really don't do that very often. So hopefully I didn't disappoint y'all with one last episode last week. Um, but Hey, we're rolling for the rest of the season especially if the 49ers keep playing like this. That was entertaining. That was a great football game to watch. I hope you all enjoy it. I hope it allowed you guys to start your Monday off with a bang, and I hope you keep that energy going for the rest of the week. But again, thank you for listening to Striking Gold. Uh, Make sure you're out there rating, commenting, reviewing, subscribing, downloading all the stuff that puts numbers on the spreadsheets. Uh, to support us uh, again, appreciate you. We wouldn't be doing this without you guys. I'm Rob. This is Dragon Gold, and for another episode, we are signing out.
0: This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on.